What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And we're uh, jumping right into Mailbox Monday. Uh, what's your quote? Uh, my quote is, good, better, best, never let it rest until your good is better and your better is best. And to be honest, um, the only reason I came up with this one, or I found it, I guess, is because I just think that a lot of times on our fitness journey, we can become stagnant. And it's always good at least like once a month to kind of evaluate, you know, like your tracking mechanisms, your volume within your workouts, your sleep, and just dial everything in. And I always do think that no matter what, no matter who you are, even if you're a professional football player or whatever, you can always take a look and reevaluate things to become the best version of yourself. So a lot of times, even if my fitness pal, I find some people have been make, maybe logging the wrong food for the past like five months just incorrectly, which could like result in them being like 400 calories over. So just like these things, your workout, just really evaluate things. Um, spend this week. I challenge you guys to do it and let us know how it goes. Absolutely. And if for any reason, obviously that quote, you know, is a little bit of a tongue twister. If you like these quotes and you want to write them down and make a note of it, we do do show notes for every episode. Uh, so on iTunes, I think you just go to the little dots and you click uh, see show notes. Or in Spotify, yeah, you can kind of just read the description there and we'll usually have like a little breakdown of some of the questions, uh, the quotes and any other like important information we kind of link out towards. So be on the lookout for that. All right. So my quote is be alive and really live nice and simple. I just think, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're living, but they're not living, you know, your full best potential in life. And I think that's why it's so important to, you know, similar to Kyle's always strive to do a little bit better. And once again, not to never be satisfied or proud of where you're at but you know to really say hey am i taking advantage of everything i could be like am i being my best self um you know physically mentally am i taking care of my health am i investing in myself growth or am i you know getting worse each year like if each year you know you're getting farther away from your fitness goals from your lifestyle goals from your dreams and achievements you know i feel like to me that's not living or you're doing something you know you're not passionate about think a lot of people kind of fall into that uh trap so that's not fun at all so now we're just going to go into shout outs uh so first and foremost there was um you know a girl who shot us an instagram dm uh i guess we could read the whole dm i mean if you want yeah it's right here uh her name is uh her instagram handle al underscore i love that um just started listening this morning to get re-inspired and get me in the right mind frame i've been listening all day on spotify seriously eight hours of full learning Thanks for all the info. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy to think that there's people who have been listening to us for that long. And uh, I just uh, thank you guys so much. And you know, this is what inspires us to keep going. And to be honest, these are the types of messages because yesterday, Josh and myself actually filmed this episode 40 minutes long. I messed up by not recording about, this is probably about 150 episodes in. It's the first time it's ever happened. And the easiest thing for us to do would have been to say, you know what, let's just skip this week and, uh, and we'll be good to go. But you know, uh, these are the types of messages that, that keeps us going. And I can relate it fully back to the gym because a lot of times like there's nothing more inspiring, especially for Josh and myself. So many online clients are like, oh, you know, I, I didn't have access to this or like my kid this and my work this and they still get everything done. And that's kind of what we want to show you is like, we still have this episode out, even though we filmed it and didn't record and we're, we're here to redo it. <laughs> Hopefully this one makes it through. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. 
uh, definitely, you know, doing it the second time or sometimes buckling up to do this is, you know, a little tough. So when we get really nice messages and people are taking it all in and eight hours, you know, that's, that's amazing. Like this could be like a whole university course almost. Right. Um, you know, it's pretty funny and we try to make sure they're really educational and fun and, you know, they're growing and we try to really, you know, balance between beginner, intermediate and advanced content. So you can get a little exposure to everything, you know, you get some things that are simple, some things that are a little bit tougher to grasp, but you know, that we try to break down and make simple. So shout out to everyone who's doing that. And, you know, a lot of people are taking the time to shoot us messages, you know, about why they've listened, how we've helped change them and to ask questions on Instagram. We just appreciate that so much. Another really cool one uh, message we got was ask you seven Mitch. I've been following your podcast for a while and has been completely changed. Everything I thought I knew about fitness for the better. I've improved in so many ways and I could not thank you enough. So I love stuff like that too, you know, and even just sometimes when I talk to people just that I come across in my life that don't listen to the podcast or YouTube and they have such a base, um, you know, understanding and a misguided understanding of fitness and you're hearing, hearing all these popular myths that hopefully everyone doesn't understand or understands that aren't true. Like sugar will make you fat, you know, carbs are evil, fats evil, um, you know, proteins bad for your kidneys, uh, no f carbs after five or six, like all these things that are just clearly not in line with science. And we're trying to make sure everyone really has the tools and ability to be streamlined towards their fitness success. So yeah, shout out to everyone who takes the time to do that. Once again, if you want, our Instagram is at Colossus Fit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Um, we're actually getting more active on there with stories. And now instead of a client shout out each, we're just going to do one client shout out of the week, someone who's killed it you know, who we have a great transformation to post. So every Monday, we're going to post one transformation of a client that has really been excelling and just, you know, went from having a goal and a dream to achieving it through online coaching, which is amazing. So now you can follow along, you'll see the post, and then you'll hear about the client. So it'll be a really kind of fun way to kind of know what's going on as opposed to just some random name and something that you might not necessarily care about as much where this way you can be like, wow, like uh, for this week is my client, Jeremy in 12 weeks, he had this very radical transformation. And, you know, he came to me as someone who worked out five days a week, who, you know, thought he was doing great with his eating, who meal prepped did all these things. And, you know, if you look at him, he just kind of got that beer belly look. He just didn't have that muscularity, the definition, like he looks like he worked out every once in a while, but he didn't look great. Now in 12 weeks, you know, we just took everything from the top down and to Kyle's quote of good, better, best, you know, big part of our online coaching is taking people from that good to great. So you can see within 12 weeks, what we were able to accomplish, it's honestly phenomenal. And the amazing thing too, is after those 12 weeks, he came in eating at, I think about 22, 2300 cal um, calories. And now he's at 2900 calories and weight still tightening up that weights is even tightening it up. And now we're going to focus on bringing him up and then bring him down for a proper shred in summer and improving muscularity. But it's really amazing what you can accomplish when you fully apply yourself to fitness in your journey. And, uh, Jerry, Jeremy is an excellent example of that. Okay, what's the first question? First question. Uh, hi, Josh and Kyle. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy. You're a beauty, by the way. Um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. It's really positive and changing, uh, charging me with energy. You know, well done. Once again, thank you. We appreciate this. Um, question. What is the best way to reach balance between the intensity of the training versus risk of injury? When I train with high intensity and do exercises till failure, there is a risk that I will not notice that my form is not good and it may lead to injury. 
So this is a, a really good question. Um, a lot of times people will find themselves just in the gym and I see this a lot. Like people are just going to absolute failure you know, on the deadlift, like on the squat and the um, bench press. Like those are like more like of a, I guess you could say riskier exercise. Um, but like you just see constantly and I find that like people are always maxing out and um, there's obviously definitely a fine line between this and for our online coaching one of the biggest things we do is we actually give you like RIR so in the spreadsheets that just stands for reps in reserve and that's pretty much like if we had a gun to your head how many reps do you think you could comfortably uh, rep out afterwards um, and basically this is just a great way to manage how much weight you're actually using so for the deadlift if you're always going zero RIR you're always going to failure there's a very high chance that in a couple weeks or a couple months or maybe even a few years that your back's going to give out and that you're just pushing yourself a little bit too hard and not only that you might get injured but you just may not be progressing so obviously you guys have heard of periodization and just having a properly structured routine but it's important to have that RIR to the point where it's not like five because if it's five and you can do five reps every single time that means you're not pushing yourself hard enough but if it's always at zero then just your body's not gonna be able to recover properly you're not gonna be able to do the next sets the next exercise and yeah you just have to be careful with that absolutely uh yeah i think that's pretty well said it's always you know a balance uh between pushing yourself and not overextending yourself right and you know we've used the term before mrv max recoverable volume um and you never want to exceed that that's where you're going to feel overdrawn tired you know overworked and not um you know you're going to challenge yourself for one workout and then not be able to do your next three at the proper potential. So that's why usually, you know, you don't want to necessarily always train to failure. You kind of want to avoid that. If you're a beginner, you can get away with it. But as you come more advanced, you know, you will utilize tools more like RAR, RPE, um, you know, kind of learning how it works. But for a good general rule of thumb, I like to say to people, you know, you're, if you're doing like three sets of eight for your first two sets, you should be able to hit your set of eight. And the last one, if you go to failure and you're just shy of it, that's absolutely okay. But, you know, to go for failure, maybe do it on the last set, not the first two, uh, because then you're just going to end up having no reps or gas for the next one. But even Arnold, um, you know, he was a big fan of, you know, doing the first like six out of the eight with perfect form. And then the last two, you know, having a little bit, uh, quote unquote, cheat reps. And now, once again, this is very dependent of the exercise. Like if I'm doing seated bicep curls and I have cheat reps where I like let my shoulder come into it a bit, it's not going to kill me. You know, I'm going to get the little extra benefit of achieving that curl. Um, whereas if I try and do cheat reps on a deadlift, I'm going to feel it. It's going to have re big repercussions. So I would use that advice carefully. And, you know, once again, don't just use that as a mechanism to just be reckless, you know, uh, but that's a really fun question. Yeah, okay, we got another one on Instagram here. Um, I'm just posting a story that we're filming a podcast. So, you know, I'm doubling, doubling down here. I love it, buddy. You got to get the content right for everyone. Posting that I'm filming content. <laughs> yeah, if you follow Instagram, you can see it. Okay, let me just find it. We've been getting a lot of questions, which has been amazing. And some people have been like, why haven't you answered my questions? But for once, we've been getting a lot of questions and we've been very appreciative of it. So please keep them coming. You know, we put them all in a Google Doc and we work through them kind of chronologically. Uh, so the more questions you can submit, the better. It means the world. Okay, so same from that earlier message um, that I've had here for a while. Uh, so a while ago, I had a knee injury that I didn't really take seriously until six months ago because it was just a slight irritation at first. Um, I've worked with it and it's better, but I find that because of my bad knee, I've been trying to overcompensate to get it back to strength or whatnot. It has gone to the point where that leg and the bad knee is slightly bigger than the other, both in muscle definition and sometimes it's swollen slightly. Um, I don't see it as uncomfortable. I don't like it and it's uncomfortable as well as it's settling, setting me back from my goals. So 
get to the point sorry for the novel and explanation what can i do to start evening out my legs okay so that's a great question um you know we've obviously talked about balance and muscularity kind of controlling you know from left to right especially within the upper body um and my same general rules will apply to this so first and foremost you know always start with the weaker arm or leg now you'll probably say well most leg things are not unilateral meaning you don't work them one at a time like think leg press think stiff leg deadlifts think you know quad extensions but a lot of these things can be made unilateral so if you notice a huge discrepancy you know do everything one at a time so single leg leg press um you know do more lunges do single leg um quad extension machines single leg hamstring curls like it's very easy to actively kind of make that change and by doing this, by starting with the weaker leg, let's say I'm doing three sets of eight. Once again, I get eight with the weaker leg, right? Then you go to the stronger leg. You can cut it right at eight, or you can cut it a little bit shy at seven, um, you know, and kind of let them balance out. And by working them independently, you know, it can't kind of lag behind and it'll improve it a lot. Uh, the second part of the question is kind of analyzing more of the root of the issue, uh, which is, you know, the difference in balance and that's because of that discomfort and you have to be very careful like when something gets hurt or has a pain uh, like even me right now with like a little bit of nerve pain on my shin I, I've noticed even with my deadlift my knee is starting to cave in a bit and I don't want to continue to do that throughout all my heavy lifts and pronounce that or with have that transferred my squats and cause more long-term damage because when your knee starts caving you know you can feel it more in your hip it can cause more pain on the knee and it can really kind of um, extend to a lot more than you know it originally is which is just a little bit of pain for me so I just need to con subconsciously work against that and say even though it burns to maintain my good form and you know to try and adjust my positioning and even for the squat you know I've just I prefer to squat more narrow but I've had to move a little more wide because it causes me a lot less pain and it's more manageable in that regard but I've been just being very conscious about pushing out and then another great thing you can do you know if you have bad knees and a lot of people say my knees hurt from squats and this and that you know that shouldn't necessarily be happening and the main issue for this in my opinion is if you're going on to your toes so you're not feeling the full ground within your squat you know a lot of people like to say be on your heels a lot of people say your midfoot i like to just say plant your feet like pretend there's gum all over your shoe and you're sticking that whole foot in and you're pushing into the ground when you squat that way you're not having a transfer of tension when you come to your toes a lot of that weight's going to go to your knees and the next second issue like if you stand up and sit in a chair you'll see you sit on a chair by shooting your knees forward you know you don't actually push your butt back like you would in a squat so you know you have to work against that and be hyper aware that you need to drive your weight backwards not extend off your knees like that shouldn't be your main leverage point it should be your hips your hips should be starting the movement and now once again this is horribly hard to kind of convey over a podcast so i apologize for that but the good news is i do have a really good youtube video just search how to squat colossus fitness you know you'll see me and kyle come up and we kind of break down the high bar squat super super nicely and you know doing this can improve your knee pain quite a lot and then past that too you know we learned a really good exercise where if you do have an issue with like knee caving because of knee pain um, a great thing you can do is just a lateral step down so you'll stand with the weaker knee on just you know probably something of three to four inches in height and then from there you'll just step down with the other foot you know like you're doing a step up but just with one foot at a time just let your heel touch the ground and stand up you know and you're just going to strengthen the motion from there and if your knee's caving you can have someone get like a band a red or green band 
pull against your knee when you step down and that will kind of cue it to stay strong and push out and uh, it just essentially helps the brain know hey I got to keep this out and you can do the same thing with a squat by putting a band around the knees when you're squatting because it forces you to subconsciously drive outwards and not let your knee cave in that could be once again a cause of that pain so those are potentially a few ways to override it if it's really serious though I know it's tougher for Americans because you don't have free healthcare or anything but I would recommend you know see a doctor see a physio get it looked at um, because once again I'm not a doctor these are just some more gym tips but if it really really is bugging you and it's really painful the best thing you can do is try and get ahead of it yeah those are some great tips it's funny because you just listed like five and i actually have like three i wanted to touch on um there's a something that i came across recently and um, i actually realized uh, that it's important to talk about um for strengthening the knees um it was a post that was done by a really good trainer he said strong glutes and hamstrings are the foundation of strong knees so obviously these are you know two important muscle groups that you can also focus on um on top of that even similar to josh what he was saying about how like you would structure the sets for like a single leg thing you can also try to do for example eight reps on your weaker leg go over if if you're prescribed to do 12 reps total you could do 12 on the stronger one and then go back and do four afterwards um, and then that way you can do 12 and 12 and, and right there you could be pretty much catching up at least um, and not getting ahead with the other one because the other leg might just be a little bit stronger right and you don't want it to um get like get way too far ahead at least you'll be catching up and then the other thing uh would be just even like reverse lunges are great i find it's like a lot easier on the knee than like um massive squats uh and you can also just even try split squats as well and those are i find uh, pretty good um without putting too much stress on the knee sweet yeah What's so that? you had three things or just that one? yeah that was three that was oh, well three different tips yeah Ah, sweet. Gotcha. Yeah, so I'm okay. good. I'm good. Just a couple well, things I popped I off say. on that one. I know you want to pop off on this one, so I'll let you uh, get at number three. Yeah. Should you trust a trainer if they use steroids? Yeah, this is a, a great question, uh, as you all know, and probably just from looking at our photos, Josh and myself have probably near. I mean, we still have uh, a ways to go. I think Josh is like uh, almost at his natural potential. I don't know how to really know about that, but I mean, he's got some great muscle mass and. Um, just has achieved a great physique over the years, but you could tell that we're natural, right? When you, you could see on YouTube videos, like, okay, like we, uh, you know, get a good pump and are pretty, uh, muscular, but, uh, wouldn't say, um, you, you could tell that we're uh, on steroids or anything like a lot of these trainers out there. So this was a great question. Um, basically, I mean, there's two different types of, uh, steroids. I'm going to, are two different types of trainers that are on steroids. Number one, you know, the dumb ones, these are the guys that you shouldn't listen to about anything you know, more than likely they probably didn't build more than a few pounds of muscle naturally. Um, if that, before they started going on drugs, you know, and they don't, they didn't actually learn what works for the natural, uh, genetically average individual. Um, so this is a big issue. These are the types of people who are like kind of just use Instagram and just pretty much like, will only like, don't have any like actual like YouTube videos, like talking and teaching and transformations. It's just more like, okay, here, here, look at me. You know, they use their physique as a selling point. Um, you know, they put uh, material out that are, is more um, visual impact rather than just actual teaching, um, unlike what we kind of do. And then even they're always talking about how they're natty, bro. They're always natty. You know, they're going for the big trends like keto, now vegan, and then uh, intermittent fasting. And then there's actual smart ones. You know, these are the people who have, you know, built a lot of natural muscle. 
They've been, you know, strength training for a while before they even thought about using steroids. And they've also successfully trained a large number of natural clients. So it's hard to really know the difference because like, but once you actually kind of like dig into like how much knowledge they have, how many people they've actually helped, seen their natural transformations and stuff, you can kind of tell. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's really hard from just looking at photos. You just kind of have to look into like, like really what they do because a lot of the times it can be tough because some of the biggest, most roided out trainers could literally be the best, smartest guys in the world. They just have reached a certain point naturally that they want to take it to the next level and they're like screw this I'm just gonna you know step on stage and be a big bodybuilder and I need to take juice to get there and then some just don't even care and just start taking it and and then their work ethic diminishes and then they also the issue is you know they start to do way too much volume like they're doing like just not enough effort on actual hard lifts and then when it comes to having a natural client they think that this is what they need and start doing that and they just don't know exactly what a natural client needs so yeah it can be tough did you have anything to add there or kind of everything's good? Uh, yeah, I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the big points I made yesterday when we filmed was that, um, you know, a lot of people just will kind of rely on someone's looks to try and, you know, kind of create what they want. So it's like this person looks how I want to look, so I'm going to pay them to train me. Um, but, you know, I'm a big believer that you can only really look like yourself, you know, at the end of the day, I could dream every day and every night that my eyes were blue, but like my eyes are brown. It just, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of how it is. And some people have wide shoulders. And I, I made the point that, you know, Kyle has much denser, wider, more muscular shoulders than me. Like I don't, that's not something I'm necessarily gifted with. It doesn't mean I can't work doubly as hard to have good shoulders, but I just don't know if I'll ever have like, you know, or that vascularity. It's not like he trained for vascularity. You know, he did a bunch of special things just to be extra vascular. And, you know, for me, I have the benefit of having a lot of ab visibility. So even when I'm heavy, I can still maintain, you know, having quote unquote abs, which is a nice feature. And, you know, a lot of people will be like, how do I get abs like yours? And, you know, of course you can do things to build muscularity and have them pop and, you know, have a noticeable change, but it's just not necessarily how that works like you're really only going to change based on yourself so you know you have to work on bringing up your benefits and you know minimizing your negatives to your physique and just training paying someone because they look good isn't you know the greatest example and even for us we've trained with many different people you know people with millions of followers and you know we've trained with someone who had millions and millions of followers who um, you know, it's like, oh, I've never even, I'm going to keep it super vague. So I'm not exposing anyone, but there are millions of followers take this in. They're like, I've never trained that muscle group before that we trained. And it was like, what, you know what I mean? Like they're probably making bank, like selling oh, yeah, way know, more I than know, we yeah. ever have. Yeah. And great person, whatever. Like it was sick, but it's just an interesting point, you know? Yeah. So I think it's very important. You look past the individual and you more so look like even, Hey, like you guys are powerlifting right now, but have you ever competed physique? Have you helped people with physique? And then you can see our transformations be like, Oh, they have, or have you trained girls for bikini? Of course, you know, I'm not a girl and you know, at the end of the day, but, or if a girl's like, Hey, can you help really grow my legs and get me a massive butt or grow my butt? Absolutely. Like, that's something I'm very comfortable. And I've done that now for dozens and dozens of girls. And I've made that happen, you know, and just because I'm a man doesn't mean I can't train a female, right? Whereas even a female who could have that exact look you want could just be very blessed, you know, with wider hips and a thinner, tighter waist and wider shoulders where it kind of presents that natural look or, you know, that slim, thick look or whatever. So, you know, you really have to look past the individual and more so look 
at their work, what they've done and how they can help you be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And I'll never forget Josh and myself, uh, probably about five years having a conversation with someone that, you know, competed in the Arnold looked absolutely amazing. And then once you dive into like, Hey, what, what are your meals? Like you just ask questions about macros and, you know, nutrition, you know, all you're saying is it just says, you know, um, uh, what was it like sweet potato, you know, broccoli and, and, and chicken, you know, seven times a day or something like that. And this is the exact person who looked amazing. And obviously that worked for them, but like there was a lot of other things that you start asking them on and you're just like, wow, like this is your answer. And he's the exact type of person, you know, great guy, but would be posting on Instagram and probably I'd be offering online coaching. And then when you have someone sign up and like, you see the, the, the plans out there, like for, um, you know, Jay Cutler's meal plan and Jay Cutler's workout routine, like they're on different levels. Like they, no one should ever be doing anything that they're doing. And, uh, that's the issue is they just, they don't really know how to work around that. But, um, another thing was that like, even that we had mentioned in the podcast yesterday that, you know, didn't make it to this one. Um, there's some people out there that are like some of the best trainers in the world, in my opinion that I see. And I'm just like, wow, these guys are so smart, but they just like, like fit, healthy and happy people. Like, you know, they're not, their shoulders aren't absolutely huge. They're not diced. They're not shredded. They're just extremely knowledgeable and dedicated on helping their clients and learning and just being the best version of themselves. And I think those are the types of people when you see like the trainers that are just like, honestly looking just more so healthy and, um, just like fit, uh, over the ones that are just like juiced out of their mind. Um, I think those ones will pay a bit more attention to you and uh, help you out a bit more, but that's just my personal thoughts. I'm not knocking it. It's just what I kind of think. And, you know, eventually it'll probably come to the day, maybe in 20 years where I start taking a little bit of something, who knows? But, um, at the end of the day, you know, I'll be building my entire physique completely natural for the next, uh, 15, 20 years, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah. And just once again, look past the person. Yeah. There's an old saying that, you know, the worst athletes become the best coaches because they have to work harder and, you know, they don't necessarily make it to a top level. And a lot of people that, um, you know, have a lot of genetic ability and capacity and, you know, they'll kind of just do the same thing that works and they won't have to question or try more things. So if someone's, you know, not as blessed with genetics and whatever, they have to work twice as hard or, you know, really look at the science, look at the data, you know, so it is a fine line, but just because someone has an amazing physique doesn't mean they're a great coach. But at the same time, just because someone doesn't have a good physique doesn't mean, hey, maybe they're a great coach. Like you really have to look past the individual. So that's the ultimate answer. Steroids are not look past the individual. Are they helping people that are clearly in a natural situation? Can they work with gen pop? Do they only work with people who compete? Like super important when you look to that and that's why we're um, very, very open, like with our reviews and really showing that, you know, we're very confident in what we do. And we have, you know, hundreds of transformations plastered all over our website. We have hundreds of five star reviews on Facebook. Like we want to make it super apparent that we can work with anyone and everyone. And we pretty much have at this point. And we've been doing this for many years and it's taken time to get here. But uh, yeah. Okay. So next question. Are we all one body type? Example, endomorph, mesomorph, um, ectomorph. Um, so didn't list ectomorph. I don't know why. I guess he just wants to keep it huge, keep it colossus. Uh, I love um, it. <laughs> but uh, so this is like probably those of you that came from, you know, gym class or science class. You learned about the body types. So an ectomorph is someone who's naturally very skinny, quote unquote, hard gainer. You know, they can't put on muscle. They can eat anything. No matter what they do, they can't put on weight. Endomorph is someone who's like muscular. You know, they're bigger. They have bigger attributes, a bigger chest, wider shoulders, thinner waist. Like they look like an athlete, right? And then a mesomorph is someone who's just big. 
big. You know, wide waist, wide shoulders, wide legs. Um, so this was kind of like the old rhetoric of, you know, where do you land? And then eventually like, oh, you can be one of one, one of the other. And now it's kind of being thrown out the window. And this goes back to the earlier point. Like everyone has different attributes and, you know, genetic blessings and things that are great and not. And like even, you know, for some people, they can have a really long bicep head and it can make their arms look huge and long. Whereas, you know, even if they had like 14 inch arms, someone with 17 inch arms who has a horrible like genetic uh, like their head just isn't very long of their bicep it's not going to look as impressive right so there's a few things that are out of our control and that's why i'm a big fan of being your best self you know and um even yesterday i said like the example of like if i want to look like kim kardashian like it's not gonna happen well i guess that's a good not a great example because i probably could through a lot of surgery yeah. um, mirroring her but like there's just some people like you know if you're a really small more slender person you're never gonna look like the mountain like that you know be strong man type dude like it's just not gonna happen right and ironically this is a fun example because one of the questions we get asked a lot is how can i get taller like how can i grow my height um which is kind of funny because you know, there's nothing you can really do aside from when you're a kid, you know, be very nourished, get a lot of sleep, like do all those great things that will foster that. But later in life, I mean, your height is your height, like it's not going to change. And um, so same with body types, right? It's not fair to just kind of classify someone into one, you know, bucket. It's just not how it works. You know, we're all different things. And it can kind of be an understanding of, oh, I look like this, but this is more so old science and it's not too regarded highly uh, right now. Okay, what's the next one? Yeah, next question. Uh, you mentioned not to work out when you're sick if it's anything below the neck. Um, how about if you have a cough? I got the flu last week and now I'm good, but the cough hasn't gone away. So this is a really good question. I know Josh, uh, you know, was sick. Uh, you, maybe you wanted to touch on this. You just were sick like a few weeks ago. I think you said something in the podcast, but I forget. I got it. Okay, so I've had um, quite a, f a few clients in the past, let's say two weeks, who were actually sick for like maybe three weeks to a month. Um, I don't know, I guess it's just something that's going around, you know, flu season and stuff. Uh, and they came to me and they're like, hey, you know, I still wanted to work out, like if that's cool with you. Um, and everything's been like totally cool, right? So like uh, even... Um, Josh had mentioned, but I think he said that like at the end, like when you kind of get that cough and, and whatnot, like it's kind of like indicating, okay, you're, you're at the end of the sickness, right? You're good. Um, so what I wanted to share was like throughout these workouts, you know, uh, everything was actually like pretty good. You know, I took down the intensity just a little bit. You know, we're not going to be hitting like deadlifts like crazy or just like pushing um, to the, you know, maximum, but, you know, just to be able to burn some calories, get your body moving, you know, especially when you're sick, like a lot of times you'll just kind of lay there and do nothing and, and nothing feels better afterwards than just like even moving, even if you're just like doing intervals, like, you know, like a little bit of a treadmill walk and then going and doing some, you know, rows or something like that or some presses, like it doesn't have to be crazy, but I do believe that if you're near that point, as long as you're not getting your heart rate up too high to the point where it triggers the cough and then it feel, and then it sounds like you have asthma and you have to like you know leave the gym because that's just gonna not feel great um but i think you'll you should be pretty good and obviously this is like a personal question based off of what you feel comfortable with i have one guy who just you know said no i want to wait until i feel i'm totally recovered and good to go i'm like no problem like listen to your body whatever works best and there's some who just want to get back into it and they've had no issues so yeah um it's a good question though beauty yeah you nailed it um, and then we're just going to wrap up with an exciting announcement here. So, of course, you know, we had the summer special, which everyone loved. And because of that, you know, 
We've created dozens and dozens of amazing transformations of the people who took the leap in the summer to go to online coaching. And, you know, we're talking about this trainer, this trainer, this trainer, that. The good news is clearly you're here. You can see the quality of our content, the knowledge we give. You know, we like this podcast to be all free, but it definitely is a lot of information to consume. So saying so, we're going to bring out the winter special, which we're really excited about. It's not going to be out for long. And essentially what this is. Uh, if you go to our website, colossusfitness.com, and you just go to the online coaching section, just go ahead, fill out a form about why you want to be considered, you know, why you want to do it, why you're ready to jump into coaching and transform your life. Um, and essentially, we're going to let you come into coaching for an amazing rate at a one-month commitment where you can try it out for a month, uh, money back guaranteed, no stresses. You know, we want you to be ultra confident, and we just want to show you the amount of value we can provide you in four weeks. So this is an amazing opportunity. I really hope people don't miss out on it. It won't be around long, and we can only take on so many people before we shut it down uh so once again go to colossusfitness.com slash online coaching to take advantage of that you know go from good to great really implement all this advice we're giving you and have us you know package it super nice and simple make it really easy digestible give you the clear-cut instructions for your custom nutrition custom training regimens and you know that modern that guidance that accountability we'd love to work with you so once again last time colossusfitness.com slash online coaching go ahead get a jump on that or shoot us a message on instagram just make sure you give us some good info because you know we want to work with people who are serious not people who are just like get in shape like you know let us know your why like why do you want to go from good to great why are you going to really commit yourself and really make this happen and at the end of the day we make it super easy but it's still going to take a little get from you you know you got to get those workouts in. you got to get going with that nutrition we make it simple but we're really looking forward to getting this started so go ahead and check that out Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.